Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Tuned In podcast. You are very welcome. Very welcome. So today's episode is a little different to others. I think if I remember correctly, I have done one other Q&A, I think. So a little while ago, a while back, I should say, I asked you folks through my social media platform to ask me questions, questions that you wanted answered on my podcast. And today I have six questions that I'm going to answer for you. Uh, Five, because I'm actually going to answer two side by side. So I am. I have no idea how long this episode is going to be. This, try and see this episode as just simple chats, simple conversation that I am going to have with you. Normally when I do a podcast episode, it is about a particular topic. So there are points that I need to get through. It's quite structured. Whereas this is, as I said, this is very much so in the moment, each answer. So I'm going to get started so that I can, you know, try my best as I do with each episode to try and keep it short and sweet. So here's the first question. How do I stay consistent? That is what the person has asked me. How do I stay consistent? And my answer for that person is I don't. I don't stay consistent. So you may not have been expecting that answer, but let me, of course, elaborate on this. So I am human just like everybody else. So I am. There are going to be many moments that my consistency dips and I have learned to learned along the way to be okay with that. It doesn't mean that I don't think consistency is important. I have an episode on this topic alone back at the start. It got Uh, quite good review. So if anybody wants to delve into the area of consistency more, I would recommend that you go back and listen to it so that you can learn more about it. When I talk about consistency, and I think I'm pretty sure that I've used this quote in that episode, it is the one quote I use when I talk about consistency. It's a Denzel Washington quote, without consistency, you cannot finish. That is how important consistency is because I do I do believe those words that he voiced consistency is at the very core of of each commitment that you take and I do believe as I am um, as I said that without consistency we cannot finish but there will be times that fumbles and falls are going to be had they're going to be had and you what it is obviously about is as I and people will hear me use these same words over time and time again, it's about getting yourself back up, dusting the knees off and moving again in the direction that you want to go. And if I were to give one tip today to that person that asked that question or for obviously for anybody listening is to understand the importance of reassessing. That if you find that you regularly fall and have fumbles and you veer off in different directions for whatever your goals may be in life, try and reassess. Try to sit down and understand why it is that you're veering off in a different direction. Because when you can understand that, then you can correct that and you can go back in the direction that you want to go. So that is why the likes of journaling, you guys know me that, well, through even through this podcast, um, but through social media, I talk about journaling all day long because the way that I see it is, is my own 
personal uh, therapist. I have access to it 24 seven. So if I feel that I'm going through a tough time, that I am stuck in a rut, if I've had a fumble or a fall, I will put pen to paper to try and understand why exactly that um, that is happening. So definitely that is, and I know it sounds so simple, but again, this is just in the moment to the, to that person that reassessing your situation is so important because if we don't understand why we are going through those difficult times, how can we move forward again? We are going to continuously fall down and that's okay. It's very important to not see those falls, to not um, see those stumbles as failing. And the reason why I'm even bringing that up is because I do believe many people, and I would have been one of those people too, that felt that when I had those falls, that I had to pick myself back up and go back to the starting line. And it's not the case. It's not the case at all. That when you do, when you feel it is the right time to pick yourself back up, pause. Just pause and try and take some learning from that fall. And as I said, then move forward, move forward in the direction that you that you want it, that you want to go. When I talk about consistency, I think a lot of people nowadays struggle with it because we live in a world of instant gratification. And and again, I I know I'm going to be repeating myself for anyone that regularly tunes into the podcast, but I, I do think this point is important to voice. When we are bored, we can pick up the remote control and we have endless amount of entertainment on our TV. And again, if we're bored, we pick up our phone and we can instantly call a friend. We're hungry, dial the phone and we've got to take away at our doorstep in 20 minutes. It's instant gratification. And when we live our lives regularly like that, it's very hard to work on big goals and big dreams that we want to get to and not see it happen overnight, not see it happen in the space of two or three weeks, even if it be in two or three months. And I know we we know these words. We know that it takes time. But in my opinion, I think it's a case of that we don't actually accept those words, that we don't allow ourselves to sit with that piece of information and voice it to ourselves. Just simply say that this is going to be hard work. This is going to be this is going to be, you know, a lot of discipline has to has to um, has to be had and there's going to be perseverance and persistence and determination, but I will get there. But when, as I said, we're living each day in the world that we live in, it's it's very hard to to not become deflated because the things that we want aren't coming our way because we're so used to instant gratification. So that's just a little reminder, that piece of information to that person. And to, again, as I said, everybody listening. So... I hope that that answer serves a purpose in in some way, but it's it of course is, you know, the idea for this podcast and anything I voice on social media is to be honest. Life is life. Life is is tricky at times. It's not all, you know, perfect perfection all the time and easy sailing. 
But it's just about understanding when those difficult times come that what's the learning from it. And then again, there's going to be times that I don't know if I've voiced this. So forgive me if I'm repeating myself, because as I said, I mean, I'm just I'm simply in the moment here that I this episode was supposed to be out early last week and I had to we had a family bereavement. So days had to be taken off. And work had to be chopped and changed about. And again, that's not that, you know, obviously it's it's heartbreaking to have had this to go through this bereavement, but you know, this is life. There's, does that mean I was not consistent with my work last week? Absolutely not. There was nothing that I could do with last week. And this episode had to be left until this week. And I, rather than judge myself and put myself under pressure to try and get it recorded last week, it just, I had to pause and reassess and just move it to this week. Okay, I did not think I was going to talk about this question for nine minutes, but there you go. Okay, so let's move on to the second question. So the, these are two questions that came in from the same person. So I'm going to answer them side by side. So the first question was, um, where is it? What's been my biggest win as a coach? A win I am proud of. And then the second question that they asked, what's been my biggest learning as a coach? So I've never been asked those questions, never been asked um, those questions. So it was really, it was really cool and it was really interesting to, to see someone asking that question that they wanted, that they wanted to know. So the first one, my biggest win that I am most proud of as a coach is something that has happened more than than once it is something that I'm very proud of that continues to happen and what that is in the moments that when clients during a session have what you call if it be an epiphany moment a ha moment a discovery moment whatever way you want to word it that when you see them come to a new realization that you know with that realization walls are broken you know chains locked chains are loosened it's just it's wonderful wonderful feeling to see the body language change know that that person is not going back <clears throat> excuse me that that person's not going back to the way that they were that they have realized something new for the very first time and it allows them new learning new understanding about who they are as a person and that they can move forward in their life and it is with out fail my biggest win as a coach and it's it's the reason why I do what I do it truly is um, and when that question came in through Instagram that was my answer my answer instantly instantly I knew that that's what it was um, for some people, and again, I'm going to be honest and in the moment, for some people, when they have that aha moment, that discovery moment, that it can bring a certain um, sense of discomfort. It may not be something that they realized that unknown to them that they were suppressing for quite some time. And it just takes a little bit of work in that moment to to work through that new discovery. But again, that I know that it's my job as as a coach, of course, to keep that person moving forward, to to 
to send them comfort in that moment to know that it's not you're not going to have that sense of discomfort that there's going to joy and happiness is going to come with that new discovery so it's wonderful to see that when my clients do continue moving forward that they are going to persist with that new realization even if it brings discomfort so without without fail that is my biggest win those aha moments that my clients get. My biggest learning as a coach is something that I learned when I was training as a coach. And again, when I read this question, instantly I knew what my answer was. I learned to listen. I learned what true listening was all about. There are different levels, stages, if you want to say, levels of listening and to realize that I would not have been the best listener and that I've learned how to truly listen to a person. Um, you can't be a good coach if, you, if, you, if you're not there to listen to your clients. So it is something that I've had to do, but it is great because I bring it into my own personal life. And I know I'm a better everything else for it, that I can sit and listen. And it's not about getting my opinions in or voicing what I want to say. It is simply just being there in the moment for that other person for that other person um I actually just realized in this moment I had a conversation recently with somebody and we were we were just talking about uh, people reaching out to me and I feel and I and I'm going to compliment myself here so please don't think this is being arrogant but as I voice that other person that I feel people reach out to me because I won't judge them. I just, as I said, I am that that ear that allow them to have the rant, to, to do what they do need to voice in the moment and that I'm not going to come back with my own judgments and what I think they should do and what they should say and how they should deal with that situation. That I just, that I won't, if they need to have a rant about someone if someone has done something to them then I'm not going to judge the person they're talking about I'm not going to hold it against them that I'm just going to allow that person to say what they need to say and if they want my opinion I, I will of course give it but that I've learned to park the judgment aside when I'm talking to people to just be there so without fail that is my biggest learning as a coach so there are those two questions. Okay. I'm looking at the time here. This next question won't actually take that long, but I am happy that this came in. I'm not at all surprised that this question came in. So someone had asked me, um, how is your cacao journey going? So if you are not following me on social media, this may not make sense. Um, and I, again, only voiced this to somebody recently in a voice clip. We were talking about cacao and the over how how long am I putting it out on social media two months or so without fail the biggest questions the most popular questions I probably should say is about cacao so when I put up when cacao is up on a picture on my stories I am getting questions asked about it honestly it is the biggest and I am new to this I am totally new to cacao but um so that's why I'm not at all surprised about this so what I'm going to say to that person and anyone listening I 
have lined up an interview with a cacao facilitator to come onto the podcast and talk about cacao and what cacao is all about and cacao ceremonies and their experience with cacao um, because it's it's definitely the buzz topic at the moment I believe I believe I see it a lot on social media and people um, being a part of cacao ceremonies but I'm not going to go into explaining it. I am still very new to to cacao, so I am. But I still want to answer that question to that person that asked. My cacao ceremony, um, not my ceremonies, my cacao journey is is going well. It's going in the direction that I want to go in. I th- I feel it helps me open my heart and that's the biggest thing that you know that it's a plant medicine that helps open your heart more and um, it helps me with my journaling it helps me um, through difficult times to understand what I'm going through so I am loving it I've I've feel that in the past two or three weeks I've broken through that barrier that I am now enjoying it that I'm not just pushing myself to do it because I to drink it because I know it's it's supposed to be of great benefits and etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah I've I've definitely passed that through that um that boundary so that is all I'm going to say on that because I am going to have an episode an interview on that on that uh topic and I do feel it's going to be an episode that's going to be listened to because as I said the just the questions that I get asked about it but anyways on to the next one I don't find environmental triggers working and you, Celine, talk so highly about them. Am I doing something wrong? Okay, so this person feels that they're not, that environmental triggers aren't working for them. And because I go on about environmental triggers a lot, that they feel that they're doing something wrong because it's not working for them. So again, if you follow me on social media, I will talk about environmental triggers. I'm actually, I'm going to keep this answer short and sweet because I'm going to do a quick episode on the topic of environmental triggers to delve a little bit more deeper into it for people to understand what exactly an environmental trigger is, what it does, different examples of of environmental triggers. But to that person, no, you're doing absolutely nothing wrong whatsoever. Just because environmental triggers are of huge benefit to me doesn't mean they're going to be to the next person. It's like it's the same thing when I talk about um, fitness, that the gym, some people hate the gym and that's OK. And I'll always say, find something that you love. Don't force yourself going to the, to go to the gym and and just be miserable all the time and it's the same with this don't force environmental triggers because it might might not be for you environmental triggers work for me because i am a highly visual person it is one um it is one of my strongest senses so that is why they work i use um I'm very conscious of of me rambling, but I am going to go with this. So when I talk on social media about environmental triggers, I use them in the form of coloured stickers. So I have colour stickers everywhere. And the next best thing for me is coloured post-its. I am looking at one, two, three, four, five straight in front of me, straight in front of me as I'm talking to you here. Um, Coloured post-its work for me. But I am a highly visual person, folks. 
they catch my attention instantly. And for me, the idea behind the stickers is, and this depends for people, but it can be a word that you want to remember. It could be a quote. It could be simply a reminder for the goal that you are working towards. So every two or three months, I will change the color of stickers and I will change the meaning behind those stickers. So there's just obviously to keep the mind, to keep my, keep myself on on my toes with regards to what I'm, what I'm working towards. At the moment, it's a word. It is simply a word. So when I see the sticker, I see one here beside me to my left. It's on my laptop. Um, The idea behind it is to pause for a moment that when you see those stickers to pause for a moment and to remind yourself what's the meaning of that sticker whereas there is no point of having and I'm using stickers stickers are not the only example of an environmental trigger and as I said that if you're hearing this these words environmental triggers for the first time on my podcast I will it'll be one of my next um it'll be one of my next episodes and I will explain exactly what it's all about or you can go onto my Instagram actually and check out the highlights under triggers but with um the idea is as I said to pause bring awareness to why that sticker is there. There is no point of noticing those stickers and just continuing on with your day. So the idea here is to bring awareness to the moment. Why is it? Why is it that I have that sticker there? And just voice it in your mind. Okay. There could be a number of reasons for this person that has asked this question. You may not be a visual person. It's to give an example. I have been asked time and time and time again why I don't try out audiobooks. I will never. It's just, it's not my thing. It's not one of my strongest senses. I do try to build it up in other ways. Audiobooks is not going to be that way. I am old fashioned. I love a good old book in my hands. But again, because I'm a visual person, for me to learn, I need to see it. I need to see it. And it's why I take a lot of notes when I go to different workshops so that I the words that they are voicing, that I can write them down and and, and visually see it. So this person asking this question may not be their strongest sense, may not be visual. For this person also, maybe they you may need to build on your awareness. And this is where obviously the topic of mindfulness comes in to try and slow down and notice if it be those stickers, those post-its, um, to bring awareness to what it is that you're trying to remind yourself of. I hope that makes sense to that person. But absolutely, you are doing nothing wrong whatsoever, whatsoever. Okay, on to the final question. Um, I, and again, this is, this is a short answer. I don't know where to start with a self-care routine, with simply the words that this person, this person, um, wrote, I don't know where to start with a self-care routine. So to that person, there is one little tip that I would, that I would give you. And that is to find out your reason behind having a self-care routine. It is like anything, whatever the goal you may have, always have your deeper why. Understand why it is that you want to have in this case, a self-care routine. 
when you understand why, then you will be able to move forward. Because I think self-care, like other topics in the well-being world, is very much being talked about. And it is truly important. Self-care is truly important. But if you're thinking that you should have a self-care routine in place because it's been talked about and you see so many posts on social media about it, well, then just step back. Because I guarantee if you ask yourself, why do I want to have a self-care routine? Well, I think I should. Do you know, it's very hard to bring consistency, um, bring consistency into it when you think you should be doing something. Okay, so try and figure out the reason why. When you have that reason why, it'll be so much easier to bring about a self-care routine. And just try to remember that self-care, you know, it's it's not about the stuff. It's not about pedicures and days at the spas and facials because then I feel we see it as a luxury we see it as a reward this is why so many people struggle with getting a self-care routine in in place and it's not because what it is it is you on purpose taking on an activity that helps you with your physical your mental and your emotional health Okay, so it's not a luxury. This it does need to be a part of of our lives. And again, to that person, I have an episode on self-care. Again, go back and have a listen because I go further into detail with with regards to that topic. Okay, this is, as I said, it's you know, it's it's just it's not about stuff. This is about a mindset. It's about a way of living. But like anything, unless you have your why in place, you are going to find it difficult to to move forward with that practice. So that is my answer to that to that person. And breathe and breathe. Thank you. As I folks, you have no idea how much I appreciate when you send in these questions to me that when you take part in anything that I ask of through social media because it allows me to understand what it is that people want to hear about and it allows me to understand that where people may be struggling with because that's what I will talk about more so I will so thank you to each of those people that have sent in those questions I hope that they have been of benefit to you and I know there were great you know general questions like the cacao journey and which is great because it shows people have have an interest in in stuff that I'm learning because I'm still learning I'm not the teacher I'm always going to be the student always going to be the student but anyways I'm going to leave it at there that is the longest episode that I have done in quite some time I did not think this was going to be 27 plus minutes so forgive me folks but as always please reach out to me if there's anything that you you want to ask I will do what I can to help until the next episode folks have a great day bye